I was talking to Renee Morris at Wufu. Um, she's on their customer team there. And she, she said that out of uh, the 800 customers who received a thank you card uh, last year, that those folks were 50% less likely to churn. And when I heard that, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> like, if, <laughs> if, like if that's the case, why isn't every single company doing this? Chase Clemens, and this is the Support Ops Hangout. This is a show that helps you deliver a better support experience to your customers. Now, we've got some of the best support pros in the business. So before we dive into this week's topic, let's go ahead and make sure you know all of them. Jeff's on his way, as usual. And uh, for our in-present guest at the moment, first up is Chase Livingston from Automatic. How are you? Hey, doing very well. Glad to be back. I should point out, too, that Carolyn has also gone this week at a meetup in Buffer. Uh, they say working meetup, but it's really probably just like chilling in Madrid. I think that's where it is. Something like oh, that. Rude. Yeah, so rude. And that rude voice, I'm glad I didn't say rude first. <laughs> um, that rude voice there was Emily from Help Scout. Hello. Was, uh, yeah, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Big shoes to fill, but... You know, I'll do my best. Oh, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Now, <laughs> for folks that haven't heard us mention Help Scout in basically every episode of the show or has no idea about who you are, even though you're a former Basecamp alum and now a current Help Scout team member, which just shows how awesome you are. So for those folks, those like two folks that don't know, can you give us a little bit of uh, info about what you do at Help Scout? <laughs> for the two folks who don't know. That's sweet. Um, yeah, sure. Um, I've been at Help Scout for a little over a year now after working in support at Basecamp uh, for about four years. And at Help Scout, my role is more uh, on the content side of things. So I do a lot for the Help Scout blog. Um, and a lot of that blog, if you're not familiar with it, is focused on customer support related content. So um, that's that's usually what we're writing about and, and preaching over there. And doing a very fantastic job. It's one of the few ones oh, that like I'm you. guaranteed to actually watch each and every week as it's coming through. Uh, Jeff, as always, has perfect timing and shows up just at the right moment. So, Jeff, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Chase. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's good. It's good. So that's our crew that we've got for this show. Uh, now on this one, I want to talk. Uh, um, so since we do have Emily on the show, uh, we figured it was only appropriate to talk about something that, you know, maybe she was a little well-versed in and, and could, you know, handle some baseballs thrown at her on it. So <laughs> we're going to be talking about one of her recent articles that she did over at uh, Help Scout. Uh, it's the one entitled The ROI of Thinking Your Customers. And she makes a case there that something as simple as a thank you card can really have a big impact not only on your customer, but also on the bottom line. So the next time your uh, boss comes along and says, hey, you know, I really don't think that $1 that you spent on the thank you card is going to do anything for us, you can be like, no, see, Emily said this on the Support Ops show. So it's obviously <laughs> got to be true. Um, so Emily, you get the first one. Uh, is, is something as simple as a handwritten thank you note really that important? Um, well, I, I hate to be jaded about this because the end goal in sending thank you cards is really relationship building with your customers, right? And that sort of thing is harder to quantify. But if you do need to prove uh, that these efforts are valuable and worth your employees' time, then yes, there is data starting 
starting to emerge that uh, it, it does have a positive impact on the bottom line um, coming out of uh, companies like Cartstack and Wufu. And hopefully within this year at HelpScout, we're, we're running an experiment about uh, the, the ROI of thank you notes internally as well. So yeah, um, Wufu is kind of the classic example. You know, they, they have been doing thank you cards uh, ever since their inception. And now that they're at SurveyMonkey, they they picked it up again. But um, the the whole reason I embarked on writing this article at first, and now kind of uh, looking at doing a study on this, was um, I was talking to Renee Morris at Wufu. Um, she's on their customer team there, and she she said that out of uh, the 800 customers who received a thank you card uh, last year, that those folks were 50 percent less likely to churn. And when I heard that, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> like, if, if, like, if that's the case, why isn't every single company doing this? If you can, if you can reduce churn by 50%, why aren't you sending everybody thank you cards? Um, and I talked to her a little bit about that. Um, and it turns out that the, the people who have been receiving thank you cards, like they started from the the bottom, like their older customers. So those people are less likely to churn anyway, but it's still, uh, I feel like it's still intriguing enough. And the the hypothesis is there that if you build relationships with customers in this way and and track it, that you can eventually tie uh, those efforts to things like churn and uh, conversions uh, from trial to paid and, and that sort of thing. So I guess the thing that jumps out at me most when we talk about like 50%, like my first gut instinct is, well, a portion of those are probably not going to like leave anyways. Um, and I should point out too, for people that don't know what churn is, that's the, the percentage of customers that are leaving you um, at the end of the, the cycle and all that, moving on to, to other less green pastures, I guess. Right. Um, <laughs> so when you talk about um, kind of running an experiment with Help Scout this year, like how, how is that set up? How are you doing that? Um, well, I've set up a couple spreadsheets, one to track, um, trial to paid and one to track, uh, churn. And so just some customers in those lists are getting a thank you card and some aren't. And those, those are the control group. And in a certain length of time, we'll take a look at that and see if there's any difference and, you know maybe I can come back on support ops and report on, on the data once, once we've got that all <laughs> sorted out. The uh, hit follow-up to this interview. Has right. been set. Um, yeah. Jeff, when it comes to Wistia, um, you know, that's one of those where I, I've seen things like Wistia t-shirts floating around and all that kind of stuff. Um, like what kind of, of thank you things like that is Wistia doing at the moment? And are you seeing any success with it? Uh, depends on what you mean by success. I, I'm very glad that Emily is tracking this. I think that's wonderful. Uh, but if I was Nick um, and I was kind of figuring out where Help Scout is going to invest, there are certainly things that I would just say, we're doing it because we're doing it. And that's just what we we're going to do. And I highly doubt that, um, you know, Wufu, knowing what little I do about the company, that they started out by saying, we need to reduce churn. Like, let's send thank you cards it was probably more likely that they were like, hey, like, 
it's awesome that people chose us as opposed to the bazillion other things they could choose to put a form on their website. Like just send them something that says thanks. And then we'll be top of mind uh, when they, you know, re- recommend a form builder tool to their friend, a free form builder tool to their friends. Cause aren't there a billion and one options? Um, uh, there was a MailChimp is sponsoring a podcast that I listened to and, someone wrote into the podcast and said like, Hey, you've never talked about the link that we need to, the special link we need to go to so that MailChimp can track the signups they're getting through the sponsorship. And the host responded to the question by saying that MailChimp doesn't care about the special link. They're doing it because they want MailChimp to be top of mind when people need email sending and they will. Um, And I think if you think about it in that way, the job that we're solving here is, Hey, like our customers could probably go to a lot of different options because it's the internet and there's a million and one different options for what we do probably. Um, and we should just say thank you for choosing us and hope they put it on their fridge and think of us, uh, when, uh, you know, they have options to recommend or resign or renew or whatever. Um, so we're doing stuff. I mean, we do stuff all the, the time that just comes from the idea of, Hey, we have these conversations with people that's in kind of a transactional way, whether it's customer support or success, sales, um, even on the product side, we have these conversations that are of more of like a transactional nature. And wouldn't it be great to do it just to do it? Um, I think the last one that we did was big was probably around the holidays. We just got a bunch of pictures of us and put them into envelopes and sent them out to a bunch of people that we like came up with off the top of our head but we sent t-shirts um i mean we're not very good at sending them at the moment we don't have that all figured out but when we put them in a box and we send them it's just for the purpose of saying thank you and enjoy this t-shirt as opposed to watch the roi come in baby right exactly and you totally hit the nail on the head like pretty much anyone who starts an initiative like this, they're not doing it because the data says to, because there's not a lot of data that exists. Like most of the people who would do something like this are doing it because it's the right thing to do. And they're trying to build relationships with customers. And that's great. This is like the whole initiative was just for the the folks who need to prove something to their higher ups that something like this, building relationships at a level like this is worth their team's time. Yeah, and I, I think that yeah. just to build on that, I would want the those leaders to come to the customer-facing teams and say, one of the most important things we can be doing is building stronger relationships with our existing customers because they are a referral engine. It's much easier to get them to renew than it is to go out and find new people. We don't have to build our sales team if we just do a better job of getting referrals and expansions. How do? What do you think we could do? And there's probably isn't a silver bullet on there, but there might be like, Hey, we could send thank you cards. It would take, you know, cost a couple grand and it would take us a few hours. And then like people would feel like we cared about them. We could try that. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the, the initial data that is starting to come out of stuff like this is just like, well, our, our customer satisfaction scores have gone up or, you know, it's, it's not, it's not totally based on the thank you cards, but people are starting to mention more on social media that our customer service is really great. Um, and it's not necessarily like something that 
you can always tie back to those thank you cards or, or whatever the thank you initiative is, but you can start to see the results from it and the strengthening of those customer relationships. Just, I feel like I'm dominating the oxygen. <laughs> I'll Chase, take this over after this. Um, sorry, Livingston, I keep cutting you off, but uh, uh, I feel like we've talked, you know, till we're blue in the face uh, on this show about how support team leads can go to their executive team and say, Hey, we want to do this thing. And here's our reasoning for wanting to do this thing. But I actually think it'd be wonderful. And we should be pushing teams for the leadership team to say, one of our problems is we're not building strong enough relationships or one of our problems is we're not getting enough renewals. Um, And we think that the problem underneath that is that we don't actually create a real relationship with anybody. They just swap us out for another solution whenever they have to resign um, and they take it to their customer facing teams, to their support team or um, experience team and say, this is a problem that we want solved as opposed to the support team always having to raise their hand and say, we want to do coasters. And the executive team's like, Oh, well I could either spend the money or not spend the money. I'll go with not spend the money. Um, starting with the problem. It's, I guess it's not easy, but I, I really think that that's where you get that's where you get the big, the big thinking and the big win. Yeah, I think what it comes down to uh, for me, anyways, is so our companies, Basecamp, Buffer, Wistia, Help Scout, um, Automatic, like they trust the support team on, on matters like this. And one of the things I keep hearing more and more from our listeners, especially for those that are new managers, it's like they just got to this this role and they've been doing it for you know a couple of months now, and their leadership team doesn't trust them. On, on just gut calls like that quite yet. So it's, it's kind of like you have to build this, like, no, you can really trust me. Like there's some data here that says this, knowing that down the road, you, you know, once, once I guess what I'm trying to say is once they trust you for providing data in small situations like this, then your leadership team is going to trust you more down the road when you don't have any data to present. Just go, yeah, I think like, you know, relationships, like we should make more of a concerted effort there. Um, because, I mean, like, numbers-wise, I, I think Emily did a great job in the article laying out, like, some of the kind of big numbers that people focus on. You know, 70% of buying experiences are based on how the customer feels, right? Not if the product did a good job, not if the team did a good job. It's just, like, how they feel about all of that wrapped up in there. Um, 81% of customer of company... Ugh, 81% of companies who deliver an excellent customer experience outperform their uh, competition. Like these are things that we know and have known for the past 135 episodes on the show, but being able to take that and go to your, your uh, you know, go to the customer facing team and say, we want to do X. Here's some data that says why we want to do X. Like, let's go do that now. Does that make sense? Yeah. And honestly, like teams that are closer to, revenue, data is just the language they speak. And at a lot of companies that aren't Basecamp, uh, you, you, have to, you have to learn how to um, frame your requests in that language if you want to, if, to get what you want, essentially. And this is just kind of a, a way to try, attempt to quantify um, positive relationship building. So let's say that it works, right? So you get 
I don't know. Jeff, how much did y'all spend on thank you cards? Which I did not get, by the way. So I feel personally like, hmm, the next time that Wistia renewal comes up, hmm. Yours is uh, in the mail, Chase. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. I got a t-shirt from you. It's good. The dog might have it. It's been stuck in the mail for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Livingston, yours is also in the mail. <laughs> oh, good, good. I'm glad. So, uh, you know, you got a couple of thousand dollars now. You're going to like go out and start doing this. Um, Chase, at a company like Automatic, where it's good Lord, y'all run like what, a third of the internet now? Like, a, I don't know, some ungodly number. Um, how do you do that at scale? Like, how do you, is it just like everybody comes in and says, I'm going to do like, I'm going to send out like five thank you cards today, or I'm going to send out five t-shirts today. Is it something like that? It's a great question because it's not something that we do currently um, as far as like sending out cards. We do send out. Um, Man, I thought I had like set you up for that one. Yeah. That was, that was my bad on the, the show. No, no worries. Um, we do send out like swag and t-shirts occasionally um, for um, like forum. So we still have, you know, uh, public forums and stuff like that. So a lot of folks that like spend a lot of time there and, and help out, will send out t-shirts and people that like report, um, bugs and that kind of thing, but we don't necessarily do it just for like new paying users and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure if honestly, if it hasn't, as far as I know, in the, I've been there for almost four years and we haven't experimented with anything like that since I've been there. But, um, then again, we have, you know, lots and lots of, you know, hundreds of millions of, of customers, I guess at this point or close to it. Um, so I don't know if, if when things were first starting out, maybe it was something that was, was tried. Um, I'm, I'm not too sure about that. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's not something we do right now, but, um, the, the, the Emily's article and, and the conversation does have me, you know, thinking a little bit about might be something interesting to, to propose for some of the things that we're doing and, and have coming up this year. So you might well, start with should- like 10 thank you card today rather than five. Yeah, it's going to take a lot. <laughs> uh, sorry. I, I should clarify that before this initiative, we were super, have always been super ad hoc about sending thank you cards and gifts and t-shirts and stickers and whatever to customers. Sometimes people just ask if they can have one and we'll send them. Um, sometimes somebody will say in Slack, oh, this customer did something really cute and awesome. And Nick will be like, send him something, you know, and, and it'll just, it, it'll, it'll just be random like that. Um, so we haven't, we haven't done anything like super organized, uh, up until now in, in the past, but is that what it's like still at base camp chase? Yeah. So it's, it's very much ad hoc, um, to the point where like, you know, I've got a stack of cards over here for thank you cards and, and that's a simple, like just send one today. Uh, so write one a day. Um, at the end of the week on Friday, I just bundle those five up and then send them out. So that's very much ad hoc. Now, when we do see people that, um, you know, have said something really generous on social media or sent us an email or for whatever reason have stood out, right? Um, those end up being added to a Basecamp project where we actually, you know, do a little bit more than just a thank you card. It's whether it's a personalized video that's sent out to them or a um, some nice gift or something like that. I've really fallen in love with Mast Chocolate, M-A-S-T Chocolate. It's fantastic. And I highly recommend it for customers because again, it's fantastic. Who doesn't love chocolate, right? Um, but there are a few different, you know, apps out there that make it a little bit easier for kind of sending, sending customers gifts without being creepy. Like, Hey, I want your address, like, so I can send you something and it's not creepy. Um, there are apps like, I think it's Giftagram. Is that one that was on my phone? 
I just downloaded it the other day and used it once and it was fantastic. Um, yeah, Giftagram, um, where it's you pick out the gift, you pay for it, and then you the customer gets a link to put in their shipping address and then you can send it off. So, oh, that's to check very that. cool. Yeah, that's one of the issues I've run across when people have talked about this at Automatic is that, I mean, we have you know billing addresses, I guess, technically for customers, but that's not always where they receive mail or, you know, would, would want to give sent. And we, it's not like we don't ask them for their address to use our online service. So that's another hang up that I think, but that what you mentioned in that app is, is pretty interesting. So I'll have to check that out. That is cool. And I will say like, that is probably the biggest uh, snag in, in this whole experience is we don't um, collect mailing addresses for our customers. We don't want to store that data. We don't want to um, add any friction to the sign-up process. Um, so it's it's just not something we gather. Um, and there, there are things you can do when you have someone's email address, you know, just like get that domain and go to their contact page and see if they have a mailing address listed, or you can maybe pull in that data from Clearbit. But that is probably the most time-consuming portion of this process. And I remember doing that at base camp too, Mm -hmm. Chase, like hunting forever and ever for someone's mailing address and trying not to be creepy about it because you, you don't want to email someone and say, can I have your address? I just want to, I just want to send you something when they don't know what's coming. It's like a fine line too. Like some people are like, Oh, I'm so like, it's great that you took the chance, like the opportunity or whatever, the time to go out and find my contact page that happened to have my email, I mean, my mailing address on it. And then like, I think if somebody did that to me, it would be like a little creepy, like why how just a little <laughs> creepy, you know? Um, so there, there's always that fine line to straddle with there. Now, so Emily, when you were researching um, for that article and all, did you find any like woofoo, like ha, is there good tips in there for scaling at that, like just that pure amount or is it still like ad hoc, just kind of do what you want? So at Wufu, um, the whole team gets together, I think it's every Thursday afternoon, all afternoon, and they just like decorate and write and send thank you cards like all together. And for them, it's a bonding experience for the team and it's a way to just kind of get closer to the customer experience. You learn things about customers um, that, that you didn't know before and it's become part of their culture. And because they're not distributed, they, it's something they all do together and bond over, but it's a little bit different in remote companies. Yeah. So Jeff with Wistia, y- y'all got a snazzy store or something, right? Like, does that make it any easier? Uh, there's no room in the store for everyone to come together. And <laughs> but uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, thinking back to, uh the stuff we did over the holiday that was great because we all got together put on holiday music had hot cocoa and like filled out cards um how do you not love that right that's so cute and and it's much easier to if i need help from somebody else because i have no idea how to send shirts in the mail if i need help from somebody else who's sitting right around the corner from me it's much easier to grab 30 seconds of their time then I think it probably would be to get on a screen share or even a Slack message and say, Hey, can you send these shirts out for me? That's, that can be tough. I would imagine if it was all remote, but um, yeah, I don't know. Those, those things are wonderful to do together because of the energy, but otherwise I don't see any reason why you can't say like, 
you know, what Basecamp is doing sounds pretty great to me. Like everybody's going to do one a day and it's like part of your job. And if you don't do it, well, you're fired. <laughs> so Basecamp doesn't do that. It's encouraged. It's not fireable. Attention all listeners. This is what happens. You get fired if you don't fill the job. I'm going to need you to do those TPS cards for me, please. Jason will fire you if you don't do one. You can mail them to Jason and then Jason mails them to the customer. Uh, so last thing I want to touch on. So for folks that don't just don't have a budget for any of this, right? It, it's hard to do any of this when you literally have no money. Um, Jeff, what's some of the things that, that Wistia is looking at as far as like, um, like free things you can kind of bake into the product. And so when you're thinking about that, like one of my favorite examples is, is help scout. Ironically enough, I kind of start charging y'all for advertisement. Um, help scout does a fantastic thing where like on your like anniversary um, of opening an account, it'll throw up a, a, like a modal, basically a splash page that says like, yay, you've been with us for X amount of years. Like we appreciate you. And there's like cute fireworks or something like that. Um, I love that because it, it's literally like, it's not re- any real cost, right? You've got the setup as far as like the design and the programming goes, but that's not much. And then it's done after the first time. Um, so Jeff, what kind of things are, are like you thinking about when you don't have any kind of money and, and have to do something purely in the product? Yeah. I mean, if you have no money, I guess my assumption would be you also don't have that many customers, which means it should be easier for you to call them up. Um, or send them an email that's actually from you that just says, Hey, I, I think it's wonderful that you use our product and hopefully get value out of it. And if you want to hop on the phone, I'd love to hear more about it. Um, that kind of investment is huge. Um, you could, uh, put things together to send roadmaps out, like some basic stuff. Like here are some things we have in beta right now. Like you should try them out. Um, so that people feel like they're a part of the building process. You could just turn your phone on to selfie mode and record a short video that says, Hey, you know, Chase from automatic, like we're so glad that your, you know, your business means a lot to us and we're so glad to be a part of your world and call me. Um, there's a lot of different options. I think our default is always to try to put yourself out there a little bit, be authentic in how you would do it. Um, And I think the constraint of spending no money on it sometimes makes it even better because it comes across as truly authentic. Like the person on the other end is like, yeah, I couldn't get any budget for something like this either. So it's awesome that you picked up like a dollar postcard from the museum and sent it to me with my name on it. Um, All those things I think are, uh, are fine because it's just telling the customer that you care. And pro tip, if you're not putting in the song, call me, maybe when you end off your email, with just call me like that. You're just doing it wrong. Just <laughs> doing it wrong. Uh, Chase, you know, what's, um, so we use WordPress for this show. So you would think I would know this, but is there any baked in, uh, like, thank you or anything like that as far as the product goes? So yeah, WordPress.com, we definitely have, uh, I think every year anniversary of like when you sign up, you get a little notification, happy, you know, five year blogging anniversary or, or whatever. Um, 
That's the trick. The, I'm on .org. I should have been on .com. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you'll you'll if you have a .com account, even if you don't necessarily have your blog there, like if you're using Jetpack or something, you'll still get it. Um, so I think that's. And then we do have some other fun little things, um, like if you. Uh, you know, like when you write um, like five new posts on your blog, your first five posts were like, hey, have, you know, congratulations on writing five posts or, you know, stuff like that. Just little fun uh, notifications and, and acknowledgments of, you know, accomplishments and things like that. Um, so those are sort of the, the, the way we have those baked in. All right, Emily, you get the last say in all this, you know, when you're talking to somebody that has no budget that, you know, uh, kind of like Jeff mentioned, small team, not a lot of customers and all that. What, what's your go-to piece of advice for them? Yeah. Well, uh, like you mentioned, we, um, bake in the, the anniversary messages, um, into the product and then try to, you know, add little moments of delight with the, when you're done with answering all of the conversations, you see one of the, we call them the huzzah images. Um, you, you get a little ice cream cone or, you know, something that says like, you're awesome. Congratulations. Um, but uh, if you, uh, if you don't have any money and you want uh, to express your appreciation for your customers, uh, you know, reaching out on social where other people can see it, um, helping tell their stories. Um, of course, <laughs> as a writer, I would default to that. Like, can, can you help them tell their story? Can you amplify what they're doing? Can you elevate them in front of their customers or their audience? Um, and that, that goes a really long way. All right. So that's it. That's our take on this one. Uh, make sure to hit up for those two folks again that have never, ever heard of Help Scout or Emily. Make sure to check out the uh, the blog. It's uh, helpscout.net. I think .com works too, right? Yep. Slash yeah. blog. Slash blog. Um, there's some fantastic articles over there from uh, Emily and Matt Patterson and, and just the whole crew. They do, they do a fantastic job. Um, if you uh, get a chance, let us know what you think or how you're doing some of those same things. Um, you know, sending uh, thank yous to customers, both with and without money. We want to know how you're doing it. So hit us up. It's hello at supportops.co. We're at supportops on Twitter. And that's it. Thanks again for listening. We'll have another guest next week, TBD. It's going to be exciting. They're going to be great uh, since Carolyn's out again. Uh, And until we see you for that episode, have an awesome week.